God bless you. If you've ever felt like it seems like you take one step forward and then there's something that always comes about, uh, opposition, the adversary, uh, friction, just pushback. There's a reason behind that. And I want to expose the plans of the enemy that God wants you to know. He wants you to be in tune so that you will know how to fight and strategize. Have you ever felt like you just don't understand where things are coming from? You don't understand. It just comes from left field, some kind of unforeseen situation or perhaps a past issue uh, revisits or resurfaces. And you're like, what's going on? I want to give you a little insight. And this is particularly applicable to people who are prayer warriors or people who are prophetic, people who see in the spirit, people who are operating in spiritual matters. Uh, the Lord has shown me what the enemy is doing. And it's it's something that we can we can respond to. And there are steps that we can take in order to pray a certain way and protect ourselves and our families. So if you want to know how you can protect your family from unseen spy craft, you're in the right place. The Lord has revealed this to me through a dream of the Lord. So thanks for being here uh, for this word of the day on today, October the 12th, the Thursday. It's a wonderful time of year here in North Carolina. Very beautiful. Um, I'm going to pray here briefly and then we're going to get into the word of the Lord. Father, we give you glory for just your holiness, uh, your sovereignty, Lord, your good. Hallelujah. You show your loving kindness in the day. Glory to God. And uh, your song will be with us in the night. You are a God of dominion and your truth endures to all generations. We don't have to fear because we know you are stable. I pray now that your word comes through me as uh, an oracle of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, well-pleasing to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to encourage you that the Lord wants you to, be, uh, to know things so that you can understand. He wants you to have understanding. So what is it he wants you to understand? Well, the enemy is spying on you. The enemy is watching you. You are under surveillance. The enemy, in fact, uh, their strategy is to post spiritual beings nearby to see what you're up to, to see what God has assigned you to do, because the enemy is not privy to what the Lord is doing when he is making his plans, when he's uh, making things uh, right in the earth. Uh, he knows generally, the enemy knows generally what God's work is, but specifics he doesn't know. And so he listens to your conversations. He's aware. He might say, okay, Frank, this is, this is crazy. Well, let me show you what the spirit of the Lord showed me uh, about a month ago. In a dream of the Lord, I was sitting in a, what you could call the CIA in the spirit realm. And I'm sitting in this beautiful building. And what was so amazing was everything in the building was transparent. Everything was glass or even crystal, just pure and clear. So the floors were clear. You could look up to the second and third floor and see straight through the floors where people were walking above your head. The tables were, uh, I was sitting at a table. The table was crystal clear. Everything around me, it seemed, was crystal clear. And at, <clears throat> excuse me, at this table, we were having a meeting. We were preparing to have a meeting. And one of our, I guess you could say, supervisors of this central intelligence agency was saying that the enemy was instituting a stronger and more intense strategy of surveillance and that the enemy had figured out literally how to penetrate certain security measures. So we are in a war. I don't know if you knew this, 
whether you know it or not, you are in a war and uh, Satan has a plan to try and thwart the plans of God in your life. So this is pertinent to your life. And in this dream, the spirit of God spoke to me through a being that the enemy had figured out how to penetrate security measures. And so there was a need for an upgrade of security. And we were being warned at this meeting that we needed to protect what we have from the enemy. Here's what you need to know about that. What this person was referring to was we needed to protect data. We needed to protect information. We were being encouraged to protect knowledge, things that we had gained and understood about our opponent. Elements of the opponent's strategy and ways we needed to keep close to our chest. And so as this person is sharing this at, at the meeting, I began to stack things that I had in front of me so that the enemy could not see it. Because remember, the table I was sitting at was crystal clear. And the implication was the enemy had infiltrated into our home base. The enemy somehow had um, perhaps bugged the rooms and was hearing what was going on even in that meeting. And so I was stacking my surveillance material. I had classified material in a folder. I had an electronic storage device and I stacked them on the table so that uh, anyone who wanted to see it couldn't because the folder was closed and everything was stacked one on top of, it, of the other. Um, and the enemy, I was told in this meeting, was able now to see from floor to floor. So there was now an expanded dimension of the enemy's intelligence gathering. And that the clear floors, which represent transparency, were now a security risk. And this is where we can make some application. And we're going into the word in it, but I want you to be able to apply this. You have to be careful how transparent you are in conversations. The enemy is picking up what you're saying. And the enemy is trying to use what you're saying against you. This is an attack on the entire body of Christ. It is particularly a, an acute attack against those who are prophetic, those who are part of the intelligence agency in the spirit realm, those who are seeing and hearing what God is saying about what the enemy is doing, the plans and the schemes of the devil. And so I want to encourage you to begin to use extraordinary wisdom about how you handle your information. And I know this might not sound like something that is practical. It doesn't get more practical than this. It's like, hey, watch your mouth. Watch where you record things. Watch who you speak to about what the Lord is saying to you. So here we are in the year of the door. There are doors of opportunity being presented to God's people to walk through into new dimensions of the kingdom. Uh, he is operating in an era right now where God is ushering you into new things. And the enemy hates it. And the enemy wants to figure out what's, what's the new vulnerability? What is the new soft spot? that perhaps he didn't know about? Or what's the new avenue, uh, the new person? So we, we now are, in, are engaging with new people. You might get a new job. You might engage in a new element of ministry. You might be sent to another country or another city. You might be rubbing shoulders with new people in another network in your business. And the Lord is trying to warn you, you've got to be careful. You've got to use extraordinary wisdom. 
What does the scripture say? Jesus told the 70 as he sent them out, he said, be wise as serpents. Well, we know the serpent represents Satan. So the, the Lord is literally saying, be as shrewd, more shrewd than the enemy. Use his own strategy against him. Be careful what you say. Be careful who you say it to. Somebody needs to say amen. Now, the implication was that the enemy, I wrote this down, is now peering into areas of transparency in our lives and reading what we think are classified files or classified information. And the enemy's taking note of what we're carrying and trying to decipher our classified material. Listen to this. The enemy's trying to, to get insight on what you're carrying. That's your assignment. So I asked the Lord to give me insight into this on uh, in scripture. And he said to me, Tobiah and Sanballat. So this is in the book of Nehemiah where the people were building something. It represents the kingdom expansion, renovating, rebuilding what had been destroyed. The temple had been destroyed, but the people of God had been given an assignment and favor to rebuild. But they came up against opposition and it kept saying in the scriptures, listen to this in Nehemiah. Uh, I do believe that this is chapter five, Nehemiah chapter four. It says, when Sanballat heard that they were building the wall of Jerusalem. What is that? What is the implication there? The implication is that while the people of Israel were doing their own thing, minding their own business, somehow there were ears or eyes that were positioned nearby who were not there for the right motive. They were not there because they were in agreement with what God was doing. They were there to spy on the people. And then they carried word back to the enemy. Tobiah and Sanballat actually represent a, a certain level of spiritual authority in the demonic realm. They were those who had access to the king. They were those who had access to people to influence a certain group. And so there are levels in the spirit where these beings are hearing and seeing what you're saying and doing. And they're carrying it up to higher level beings in order to strategize what? An opposition. Listen to what Tobias and Sanballat say. It says in verse two of Nehemiah four, Sanballat talked with his friends and the army of Samaria and said, what are these weak Jews doing? It's mine. Do they think we will leave them alone? Do they think we will? they will offer sacrifices? Meaning, do they think they're gonna actually serve the Lord? This is how the enemy thinks. He's like, how dare you think you're gonna serve God? Then he goes on to say, maybe they think they can finish building in only one day. They cannot bring stones back to life from these piles of trash and dirt. These are just piles of ashes and dirt. And they began to, what, mock the people and said, a fox will knock down your wall. But here's the strategy. Here's the application. So here's the word of the Lord that the enemy's spying on you. All right, don't be afraid because there's a, there's a way to deal with it. Listen to what Nehemiah did. Nehemiah prayed in verse 4. Of Nehemiah 4, and he said, Our God, listen to our prayer. Listen to what he says. He literally sends uh, degradation, he sends an attack. He beckons and pleads with the Lord to send what is basically angelic response. Listen to what he says, Our God, listen to our prayer. These men hate us, 
Sanballat and Tobiah are insulting us. Make bad things happen to them. Make them ashamed like people taken away as prisoners. He goes on to say in verse five, don't take away their guilt or forgive the sins they have done in your sight. They have insulted and discouraged the builders. He's saying, God, make bad things happen to them. So this is your posture in prayer. God, thank you for the insight that the enemy is looking at, uh, looking at me and watching me. Make bad things happen. Cause the enemy scheme to fail. God, I declare in the name of Jesus, the enemy's plan will cause, will come to nothing. I pray that you bring that strategy to nothing. Destroy the enemy, God. You pray and what happens? We have dominion in the earth. And so what we call down is actually happening in the spirit when we agree with God. Hallelujah. It says in verse seven, Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the men from Ashdod were very angry. So what did Sanballat and Tobiah did? They built a confederacy. They built a group of opposition after hearing about what the building of God was, was doing. They heard that the people, they hear, they're hearing again how? Surveillance. They heard that the people continued working on the walls of Jerusalem. So don't think just because you pray once, the enemy is going to stop. They heard the people were repairing the holes in the wall. So what did they do? All these men got together and made plans against Jerusalem. This is the enemy. They planned to stir up trouble against Jerusalem. This is what you're facing. You're advancing. You're moving forward. You're on track. I want to encourage you. You are on track right now. It's not the opposition that is, is an example of being off track. The opposition is confirmation. You're on track, but you've got to be diligent and continue to fight. These men are coming together uh, again after, the, after Nehemiah prayed. He said, make bad things happen to them, but they didn't stop. They got together and made plans against Jerusalem. They planned to stir up trouble against Jerusalem. They planned to come and fight against the city. Then it says in verse nine, but we prayed to our God. So this is consistent prayer. You've got to add this to your prayer protocol, your prayer strategy. You pray daily against the enemy. And it says, and we put guards on the wall to watch day and night so that we can be ready to meet them. You need a prayer partner. You need people you're praying with. You need people that you're praying with. Now, listen to what Nehemiah's strategy was. So as we talk about having people, are you praying with someone else? At least one person. Two are better than one, says the Lord. Two is better than one. Listen, in verse 13, listen to what Nehemiah says. So I put some of the people behind the lowest places along the wall. Listen, he assigned positions of prayer. This is, this is an allegory for prayer. And I put them by the holes in the wall. Where are their gaps? Come on. Where do you need coverage? Where is it that you can just discern the Lord is saying, the enemy is trying to get you right here. He says, I put families together with their swords, spears, and bows. You hear this? Families should be praying. Families should be praying. After looking over everything, I stood up and spoke to the important families, the officials, and the rest of the people. And I said, do not be afraid of your enemies. Remember the Lord who is great and powerful. You must fight. Listen to this. For your brothers, your sons, and your daughters, you must fight for your wives and your homes. Listen, he wants you to enter into corporate prayer. This is a call for corporate prayer. So do you have a prayer meeting at your church? You need to engage. Do you need to start a prayer meeting with your family? If you don't have one, it's time to engage in group corporate prayer targeted against the enemy's attack. Come on. 
This is the word of the Lord. God is saying, pray for bad things to happen to the enemy. He's surveilling you. He's looking for soft spots, much like an owl sits perched in a tree and you can't see it. He's camouflaged and he sees nearly 360 degrees and can turn his head all the way around. And he's watching. That's what the enemy does. He puts spying spirits around you. Now, I'm not saying this for you to be afraid. I'm saying this because God wants you to be armed with information. My people perish for lack of what? Knowledge. Now, here's the why. Here's the why the enemy is coming after you. So we're seeing a little bit of this in Nehemiah chapter four, the building process. God is getting you involved in what he is building in the earth and the enemy hates it. So watch this. In this same dream when I was being um, informed about how the security measures had been compromised and the enemy had somehow infiltrated and we needed to uh, upgrade our security measures and respond. We were concerned about hiding what we had acquired in terms of surveillance and spy craft so that it would not be visible. So there's some things you're going to have to hide from the evil one. Some things you just, when you pray, you pray in the spirit. You don't pray out loud or you pray from your heart, deep calling into deep. Don't say it out loud. Some things you don't write down. Come on. But watch this. I'm sitting at this table with other members of the Central Intelligence Agency in the spirit. And I began to share about American exports. This is why the enemy is attacking you. This is specific to those of you who are living in the United States. I began to speak about American exports and there was a specific crop of exports that, that I was speaking about and that is corn. And listen to what I said. I said to one of my fellow colleagues, a, a, a member of the body of Christ, I said, do you know just how much corn we grow in this country? And I began to talk about how every state nearly in the, in the union, almost every state grows corn and how much we export due to the sheer volume of how much corn we produce in this country. And the spirit of the Lord has been speaking to me about how corn represents the seed of the word of God. This nation in the United States, the enemy hates this nation. He hates all nations. But there's a certain hatred he holds for America because we've been exporting the word of the Lord for generations. We have been sending missionaries to nations in every dark corner of the world for generations. And so the word of God in you, the word of God that he wants to transport and export is under attack. This is why the enemy is, he is seeing how revival and awakening are about to break out. He sees how the church in America is being renewed and, and being purified and being brought low and humble and beginning to, to begin to see where we need to shift and align with the heart of God. And I saw in great quantities, listen to this, cooked corn, grilled corn, representing something that's been what? Put to the fire and it's tasty, it's edible. So America is getting prepared. We're about to export and we've already started. We are going to see in greater quantities the prepared word of the Lord going out across the globe in such quantity that the enemy is afraid. This is a word to share with your brothers and sisters. Because the enemy understands how God's going to use the people in this country, the fire of God is falling in churches. The fire of God is falling in homes and in the hearts of people. And people are becoming revived and set free from religion and politics. 
It's a small number right now, but it's going to grow. And the enemy sees that if he does not stop or slow this thing down, that he is going to see decimation at the gates of hell. And we need to stand uh, in agreement with God and press in, even with opposition in the spirit. You've got to begin to protect the information God reveals to you in a special way. Now, there's some things that the enemy's just going to see. When you're taking prophetic notes and dreams and visions, listen, you're going to do that. But be careful who you speak to. When you're in a meeting, there's some things you just don't need to share. I'm saying this because God wants you to be aware of the enemy's schemes. Now, he's going to know stuff. So we're not going to keep the enemy from knowing everything, but we can be careful. Amen. We can be careful. I'm going to ask you to use your discernment about that. You might be saying, oh, what am I supposed to keep secret? Just just be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And when you feel led to say something and you don't feel the, the release of God to do it, then don't do it. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of the Lord, I pray that there is such a battle cry now in the hearts of your people that they begin to pray for bad things to happen in the enemy camp. I pray that they will declare confusion in the enemy camp. That's what I'm hearing. And God, I pray for confusion in the enemy camp. I pray that despite the enemy's attempts to spy on us, that the enemy will fall into his own trap in the name of Jesus. I pray you put a stumbling block. Holy God, you put Jesus Christ in the path of the evil one and cause him to fall in Jesus name. Oh God, I pray uh, that you put a millstone around the necks of the evil one. Uh, in the evil beings and they they are drowned glory to god i pray you decimate the enemy's plan that you cause even their communication network to be dismantled and disrupted i pray that your people will pray corporately and individually against this attack of the evil one and will continue to build and fight for their wives their families i pray for people to begin to call family corporate prayer holy god so that they may get the insight from the Lord corporately and target the enemy corporately for the upbuilding of your kingdom in their households. This is my prayer and declaration in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Listen, I'm, I'm thankful for you hanging in here with me and uh, I pray that you share this word. Listen, we've got to take heed of what the spirit of the Lord is saying. He says what? Don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers. He wants you not just to hear this word, but to do something. What is the assignment of God in your life? What is the assignment of God? Who is he calling you to pray with? How is he causing you to begin to tune into his heart and be careful? Look, I saw someone post something on Facebook just this morning about their husband. And I'm like, no, you don't want to post this. We are giving the enemy, in some cases, an upper hand when we expose things that don't need to be exposed. Transparency is powerful around the right people and in the right environment, but you don't want transparency to be willy nilly. Some things need to be private. Listen, some things need to be private. Amen. I understand you got a girlfriend or you got a guy that y'all go way back and y'all talk, but you, you got to be careful because some folks, they'll hear your stuff and they'll begin to share like what we saw in Nehemiah 4. Some people are, they're watching Israel rebuild the, the, the temple wall. And they're going and telling some other people that weren't even on the scene. And those people had no allegiance to the builders, no allegiance to God. And they began to make plans to strategize against what God was doing. Be very careful in this hour. I do want to make sure you're aware we're in the middle of a $50,000 fundraising campaign for our international missions. Uh, we are scheduled to go to Lima, Peru in November 
And uh, we're looking to raise $50,000 for not just that trip, but many trips across the globe carrying the gospel. Uh, I'll be preaching revival in churches where the Lord breaks out in signs, miracles, and wonders. People come to Christ. They are saved. In Honduras, we saw people getting saved. We saw people getting healed. We saw the prophetic word coming forth with direction and correction. Glory to God. We saw people being revived with the fire of God. Hallelujah. We saw uh, hearts being mended under the anointing, and it was a, a powerful time. And so this is something God is calling us to carry around the globe. And, and, and seriously, we just need an infusion of support right now. So I would ask you to uh, consider that and ask the Lord. You can find out more by going to faithfireworldwide.com. You can give there or go to my link tree, link tree slash faithfire. Uh, we have a banquet here in the Triad area on November 9th. And you can find out more about that on the website as well. Uh, love you. God bless you. So excited for how God is speaking. He gave me the authorization to share this with you today. And so I know it is for your benefit. And so I pray you carry this word and you share it with others. Share it at the water cooler at work. Listen, God is saying we're being watched. We got to be careful. We need to be praying against this because he's trying to disrupt the export of the word of God inside of you. He's looking to upend what God is doing in your life and how God is building you and presenting you with new dimensions in him. Amen, somebody. Until we see you again, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he, may he be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. And may his face shine upon you. Don't want to forget that part. Until next time, be blessed. Bye.